Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, thanks for listening to the Big Time Talkers podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from the home studio here outside Washington, D.C. We're all at home now. I'm Burke Allen. Big Time Talkers is brought to you by friends at Speaker Match and SpeakerMatch.com. If you're not hip to Speaker Match, they are the United States' largest online virtual speakers bureau. Now, what does that mean? That means that meeting planners and speakers can come together and find the right match at SpeakerMatch.com, and that includes virtual speaking, which has become a big thing today. And that's part of what we're going to talk to our guest about today. Uh, Our guest is Nikki Gutgold. She's a communications professor at Penn State, an author, and a speaker herself. And and before the show, I did get permission to call Professor Gutgold Nikki. So, Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Burke. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, I uh, I have to first of all ask you: are, are you and your family doing okay? Everybody safe and healthy at your house? Thank you so much for asking. Yes, we are. We're doing just fine, hunkering down, and uh, everyone is well so far. So we appreciate it. Hope the same is true for your family and you. Yes, ma'am. I uh, I wanted to get into this with you because you're in a unique position. You're at a, a you know major university, and and I wanted to find out first of all what the decision-making process was like from the, the school and, and how the shift to online learning happened and sort of walk me through the timeline there. When was your first inclination that things were about to change? Well, we had spring break at Penn State, and um, that was the week of March 5th, and it was during that time that so much of the news uh, was coming out about this virus that was you know, taking over uh, and you know, permeating the United States, and that it may very well affect uh, the Northeast Pennsylvania area and New York City, where our daughter lives. And so that's when it became uh, more widely known. And then by the time uh, spring break was over, uh, we were instructed to put all of our courses online for students. So. In a very short order, um, faculty who did not have a lot of familiarity with online teaching had to um, get some skills going so that they can communicate with their students. And in in our case, it was Zoom is really the the major uh, platform that's being used to provide uh, in-class students with FaceTime with their professors and classmates. Nikki Gutgold is our guest today, communications professor at Penn State. She's also an accomplished author and a public speaker. Man, there's a lot to unpack here. As a a communications pro, you said that that this all sort of happened very quickly while you were on spring break. So Penn State students did not go back to campus after spring break. They're just home for the rest of the semester. Is that right? That's absolutely right. You know, so um, students who were residential students, uh, you know, had to pack up their dorm rooms and make their way back to their hometowns. And, you know, it's unfortunate for the students who, you know, as many people know who are listening, college is so much more than classes. And uh, that's just a huge uh, part of their lives that has been cut off. Uh, So I don't think it's easy for many students to make a, a smooth adjustment because, as I said, you know, college is so much more than classes. And it's tough, you know, to have to say goodbye to your friends and say goodbye to all your clubs. For the athletes, it means no more competitions. 
Um, so it's really, it's a hardship for students, I think, of all ages. How is, uh, how is Penn State going to handle things like graduation? Well, we've been told there will be a virtual graduation. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if it's all been worked out yet. But um, we will have graduation, but it will probably be like no graduation we've ever had before. I bet. You're a communications professor, yeah. uh, so I am assuming that, that this may not have been as difficult for you as others. Have you done online teaching before this? I, I have. Um, I routinely teach a couple of courses online each year. So uh, those courses, of course, were very easy, you know, for me to, you know, just keep going with. But I did have a face-to-face class, and so I meet with my students um, over Zoom. We meet on Tuesdays, uh, and it's been going well. I have to say I'm very impressed by the students because, you know, when they want to learn, they learn, and my students want to learn. So they're making a good effort at, uh, you know, doing everything as if they were in the classroom. And I have to say this too, you know, a lot of our students work. And so some of them are even essential employees. So they're out there working and going to school just like they did when we were meeting face to face. So a lot of them are putting in a a very significant amount of time, both at school and at work. And, you know, it's pretty tough, I think. Are you uh, are you guys going to grade them as you would normally grade them anyway, or will there be maybe a, a little bit of uh, uh, consideration given to the fact that it's so different now? I'm just trying to wrap my head around the whole thing for a major university yeah. like that. Well, I think standards will remain the same. I don't think we're going to um, make any courses easier because of the situation, but there is going to be an option for students to choose pass-fail. And there are some guidelines on that uh, on the internet, uh, and I've shared those that information with my students. So, uh, if they're struggling, and if some of it is related to the situation, uh, they can choose to take a pass fail that won't affect their GPA, and it's because of the situation. Nikki Gutgold, our guest today, she's an author, a communications professor at Penn State, a frequent public speaker. I guess, except for now, because the speaking business has all changed. And you mentioned that you're teaching your classes on Zoom. They've been in the news a lot the last couple of days because apparently that platform has just uh, understandably grown exponentially in the last couple of weeks. And immediately, hackers have jumped in there and have started fooling around. Have you had any issues like that at Penn State? Oh, Nikki, are you still with me? There you are. Nikki, I lost you. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. You're, you've gotten very faint on me there. There, there must be gremlins okay. in the machine. I was just curious as to whether or not you've had any issues with, with hackers who may have gotten into the Zoom platform that's been in the news a lot the last couple of days. No, I have not had any issues, but some of my colleagues have. So, uh, like I said, we have class again tomorrow. Hopefully it will go smoothly because students are to be presenting their work. Uh, we're even having a public speaking contest tomorrow over Zoom. So uh, hopefully everything will go smoothly. Nikki Gutgold, our guest today. She's a professor at uh, Penn State, also an author of several books about women in politics. And, and I love uh, one of the books I checked it out online, Growing Up Supremely, about the women Supreme Court justices. Um, I, I have to ask you, Nikki, in terms of, of loneliness and self-isolation, um, these students are, are very used to being in a, a public setting, as are many of us, as are you. And I, I wonder if, 
if you have any tips or thoughts on how to, to fight that, that loneliness that creeps in during self-isolation. Yes, I do. I have lots of ideas, uh, you know, and I, I would also say that, you know, some of us, uh, you know, I'm not in, in this category. I'm teaching. I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to work from home, as so many people are. But there are many people who wish they were lonely, you know, because they're they're out on the front lines. <laughs> they're working twice as hard as they had been. So I do want to recognize that large group above our population. But, I mean, so many things we can do. Um, we live in a society where loneliness doesn't seem like it's possible because of the connectivity that we have. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, there was a, a certain amount of adolescent uh, loneliness, uh, time to just wander around and think and, and be creative without any electronic connections. And so, you know, one of the things that I think we may, uh, you know, take away from this is that it's okay to be a little bored and lonely sometimes, if that's what you want to call it. Um, because I think that, you know, you know it, it, can, it can lead to a lot of creativity, and maybe that's not such uh, a bad thing to have some downtime without action, activity, connection all the time. But, of course, you know, there are some things that people can do if they are feeling particularly lonely, and, and that is to pick up the phone. I mean, it's a very old-fashioned, um, you know, remedy, but we, we're, so, we're so into a text world right now. Uh, that we forget, you know, the human voice can ma- mean so much. And, you know, being a podcaster, I'm sure you can appreciate the fact that many people really love listening to voice, to, to your voice, to that connection that a voice offers. And so we, we can be personal podcasters for our friends and our family simply by picking up the phone and checking in, particularly on people who we know are isolated, maybe uh, people who... Uh, aren't able to get out at all. Maybe they're, um, you know, disabled or they're unable to, you know, get outside of their homes. The elderly, uh, sick, shut-ins, people that we know are are not doing a whole lot. In, instead of letting them just, you know, sit in front of the television or be by themselves, it, it can mean a lot to get even a, you know, a 10-minute phone call in there. It will brighten their day and give them something to think about the rest of the day. Um, I also see our, our United States postal workers still making their rounds as usual and, um, you know, putting a few extra letters in the mail uh, during this time to some people that you don't get the chance to talk to uh, can go a long way, I think, to stave off loneliness as well. So, you know, get the paper and the pencils out. If you don't have any postage stamps, you can buy them online. Uh, they come in just a few days, uh, very low shipping costs. So it's a very low-cost way to, to really make someone feel better, uh, especially this time of year when spring is coming, the holidays, you know, Easter, Passover. Uh, sending a greeting can go a long way, too. I love that. Old school with Nikki Gutgold. Send a letter. I love that. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about her, uh, check out NicolaGutgold.com. And, and Nikki is a communications professor at Penn State. She's also a frequent public speaker, author. And we're talking to her about uh, tips to fight loneliness during self-isolation. If you'd like to be a part of the show, our number is 516-418-5635. You can also send us uh, questions and comments in our chat room, and we'll pass them along uh, to Nikki Gutgold. Nikki is a, a communications professor. I wanted to get your your take on the mixed messaging that seems to be coming from state and and federal leadership on the pandemic. And, uh, you know, as somebody that that teaches college students how to communicate properly, 
boy, it sure seems like we could use some more clarity and messaging coming from uh, from our leaders now. What say you? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think it's very confusing. I have faithfully been watching the White House briefings. You know, I'd like to hear what our leaders uh, have to say about this situation. And um, I wish they were much more condensed and that the scientific facts were left to those who have scientific backgrounds. Because I think we can trust the opinions of the medical professionals and and just hearing from them on those issues probably would help us understand the situation uh, much, much better. You know, and, you know, heads of state, uh, presidents, they have such an important role. And in my view, that role is to to let the public know that this is not going to be forever, but that acknowledge that it is very tough. And pretty much that's it. <laughs> that's the role. Um, and, and we heard Queen Elizabeth make a statement, I think last night, she's 94 right. years old and she had so much verve in her public speaking, I thought, and it was a very short message. And I think if, if I remember correctly, um, the newscaster said that in all of her time as a queen, she's only made something like four or five public statements. You know what happens when someone speaks so rarely? People actually listen. <laughs> so, you pay attention. Uh, That's right. Yes. It's a moment. It's special. You know, so I would say, um, you know, for example, you mentioned the, the children's book I wrote based on my scholarly book about women in the Supreme Court. Another good example of someone who speaks rarely but makes a big impact is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She only speaks when she has a dissent because she feels like this is important. I'm going to say why I disagree. And it's so rare that she, she speaks. Um, and so I would say to clarify what's going on uh, with our situation, I think it would be good if the president limited his utterances to that of, um, you know, patriarchal, uh, you know, fortitude, uh, you know, fatherly, uh, giving us a, a, a word of encouragement, and, and that's it. Um, because uh, there are plenty of people that know the science that can clarify for us, you know, whether we should be wearing a mask, um, how many feet apart we should stay. Um, and, and I think we know, you know, that there are people who are giving us these messages who, who are doing them in a very caring way uh, with the science message as well. And I think it, it helps us know exactly what we should be doing. Nikki Gutgold is a communications professor at Penn State. She's also the author of several books and is a frequent public speaker. She joins us today on the Big Time Talker podcast brought to you by Speaker Match and SpeakerMatch.com the largest speakers bureau in the United States. And now lots of folks are doing virtual speaking. If you're a meeting planner, you need to set up a virtual speaking engagement, visit speakermatch.com. Uh, we're talking to Nikki now about the, uh, the role of our leaders to inspire and motivate and the damage that mixed messaging can do. And, and I will note uh, that the Surgeon General, as late as late February, said, hey, stop buying face masks and, and you know, you don't need face masks. And, and uh, I will tell you, Nikki, that the very first time that I realized this was going to be a big deal, I live in the Washington, D.C. metro, the very first Sunday of March, I popped into Home Depot 
to pick something up, and there was a huge sign in front of the customer service counter that said, we are out of construction face masks. We don't know when we're going to get more in. And I thought, wow, that's, that says something. Uh, there's a, a large Asian population here, and I know from my trips to Asia that, that those folks are, are very considerate of one another, and when they're sick, they tend to always wear face masks. So I thought, all right, now there's some folks that are paying attention to this. Well, we're a month and a few weeks uh, later, and now the last few days there's been revised guidance around uh, face coverings and scarves and, and face masks. So when the communication strategy has to change, as a communications professor, how do you advise folks to get in front of that? With one message. Um, and, and if that is now that we should be wearing face masks, then um, one message from our government officials that says, we recommend you wear it. Uh, and that's it, period. You know, don't confuse people with, um, you know, it's optional. Obviously, it's optional. I mean, no one is going to stop us at our front door and tell us we can't leave if we don't have one on. Um, that's not our culture. But I think one message would clarify it a lot, you know, and this way people would know what to do, uh, I think, a little more clearly, because I think people are very confused about whether they should have one on or not. And, and by the way, we're a house divided here. I made a little homemade house mask or a face mask. Um, for my husband, but, he, you know, he went out today without it because he said, you know, he's going to social distance, and that's what he heard uh, Dr. Fauci say, that he goes power walking in his D.C. neighborhood, and he doesn't put on his face mask because he's six feet apart. So, you know, we're we're confused here. So I think, you know, that's just the way it goes. I think that's an interesting point. Um, I saw a, a video last night of Dr. Drew Pinsky, who uh, had, had very publicly stated for a long time in his media interviews, look, this is, uh, you know, not that big a deal. It's just very similar to the flu. He's, he somewhat minimized COVID-19. He made an apology video last night and said, look, I, I got this wrong. I'm sorry. Is that an effective communication strategy? I ask you as a communications professor, if, if you blow it, do you come out and fall on the sword? I think you do. I think that we've seen this happen in politics that um, the inability to give a heartfelt apology is more perilous to someone who has done something they feel they, that people are calling for an apology for than, than the deed itself many times. So, you know, and I could go through history, we've had a number of apologies that weren't quite enough, and so additional apologies have had to be laid on top of them, and somehow that, that doesn't work as well. You know, that you need to come out and say, I'm sorry, um, I was wrong about this, and, and you know, most, most people are human. You know, they know we, we're all just human, and we can be wrong. Admitting it is, is what matters. And so I think, especially this is life and death. So I think that um, I'm glad that, that he came out and had the humility to do that, because I think that's good. <laughs> our communications professor expert is Nikki Gutgold. She's our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast today. We're talking about self-isolation, loneliness, and how important precise communication is in a time like this, an unprecedented time in America's history. Nikki's also the author of several books. Um, you, you touched on a concept that I just love. You called it being a personal podcaster, where you make a phone call and you check in with, with folks who may be shut-ins, maybe are a bit more socially isolated. How important a role does, does the Internet play 
in in being a personal podcaster. There's huge uh, huge uptick in in video communication now, in in FaceTime, in uh, you know audio podcasts like this. Do you think uh, it's playing a big part? And is is this good or bad that uh, you know the, the sheep has been let out of the barn in this way? I think it's good. I think that for many people that might be their only connection. Um, a, a good friend of mine is in her early 70s, and she would say, I don't know how to work the computer. I don't know. She, she would say, I, I just give it to my husband. He tells me what to do. Well, yesterday we FaceTimed because she said, hey, I miss you. We ought to, we ought to do that thing where you could see the face on the phone. <laughs> I said, all right, let's do, let's do FaceTime. So now, you know, she said, if I knew how easy this was, you know, she's just flabbergasted. And I think that, you know, for someone who is, she's somewhat isolated inside. Uh, she has a pre-existing condition, so she's not going out at all. And I think that makes a world of difference to be able to see someone. I was showing her the plants. She lives out west. So I said, look at the trees blooming in Pennsylvania. They're very beautiful. And she said, wow, they look great. You know, so that, that makes a big difference. Um, you know, I think there are so many ways that it's enhanced people's lives. We've had a couple of... Um, uh, virtual coffee dates with a good couple friends of ours that we would normally meet face to face with. And, you know, it's pretty close to being there. You could sit in your kitchen and brew up your cup of coffee and, uh, you know, look, look at someone and see them and see their home and um, really feel like you're connecting with them so much more than if you just sent an email or even if you just picked up the phone. It is, it is nice to be able to see people that you love. And, you know, this Sunday is Easter, and um, my husband and I will be alone, but um, our children, our daughter's in New York City, our son is in Tennessee, and we said, let's, can we do, you know, a holiday party FaceTime so that we can at least all be together at the table at the same time, and so that's what we're planning to do, and I think it certainly won't be the same, but it will be better than just a quick phone call, you know, at some point during the day, um, it'll be somewhat interactive, so you know, I think it's the best thing we can do. And I also think there are some very low, low, low tech ways of uh, connecting. This morning I looked out at my sidewalk and someone had written, you are thoughtful in chalk in front of my house. And then I took a little walk and I saw my neighbor's uh, front of her house. It says, you are creative. So someone was sending little messages uh, to neighbors in chalk, you know, very low tech. But boy, that really puts a smile on your face. I love that. I, I've seen a couple of episodes of this uh, very lo-fi TV show that John Krasinski is doing online. And if you're not familiar with him, he's the actor from The Office and the Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime. He's doing it from his basement. And I think it's his daughter has written a, a little sign that he has up behind him. And he shares good news stories from all over the country. How, how do you think the, uh, the the fact that so many of our broadcasters are doing their, their newscasts from home now. Um, do you think that, that that is affecting people in a positive way? I tend to, I tend to take something away from that, that it humanizes them and, and uh, we sort of get a peek inside their personal world. Do you think that's a good thing? I do. I do. I think, you know, we might discover that uh, there are other ways to do these things and maybe more people will be working from their homes. I, I don't know. I don't know what the outcome will be. Um, I think that people who really miss going into uh, an organization will still want to do that. And there certainly is some kind of esprit de force, you know, when we see, you know, like the morning newscasters sitting together at the desk. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe things will change a little bit and maybe it will be fine the way it is. 
uh, for some people. Maybe this will change the way some people are working. Maybe it will convince the boss where it can be done from a distance. I don't know. Nikki Gutgold, our guest today, communications professor, author, and speaker. And, uh, Nikki, there was an interesting communication story that happened just a couple of days ago. The naval commander who sent an email out to about 20 folks about the dire conditions of coronavirus on his ship. Today, he was actually diagnosed himself with COVID-19. He was fired from his post. And as someone who teaches communications, I wonder what your take is on on that. Uh, Did he violate proper communications channels by not going to his, his chain of command? Was sending that email out the right thing to do? Well, you know, as someone who really believes uh, in the freedom of speech, who tells students, speak up and speak well, I think he did the right thing because I think it falls under the category of life or death. And I think he was thinking what he thought was the right thing to do. And so I'm, I'm always uh, saddened and disappointed when someone is penalized for speaking truth. And, and really, that is what he was doing. It's uh... It's a very polarizing story now as as some of the military say, look, you always have to go to your commander. And yet for the the rest of us, we look at that and we think, my goodness, this guy has the best interest of his his sailors at heart. And in fact, was cheered loudly whenever he was escorted from the ship. Uh, Nikki, we're almost out of time. So I do want to get just your top three tips on ways to overcome these uh, communications obstacles that are in front of us. The top three things you would tell people that would sort of cut across to to help them get through this unprecedented time in our history. Okay. So here are the top three tips I have. Number one, cherish the time you have in your home and with your family. Uh, You know, maybe it seems like you're too close for comfort, but you'll probably never walk this way again. So um, embrace the moment. Um, Be kind to everyone that's in your home with you because they're struggling, too, with this new normal. So that's tip number one. Uh, Tip number two is let yourself be bored. Uh, You don't have to feel every minute. Um, And if you are feeling guilty because you don't have something to do or you're not being industrious, give yourself a break. So be kind to others and be kind to yourself. And number three, it only takes a second to pick up the phone, to write a letter, to send an email, to post some encouraging uh, online uh, social media posts. So those are my three top tips. I love them. Excellent advice. I hope you and your family stay safe. And I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on the, uh, the Big Time Talker podcast with us today. Where can folks find you online if they want to check out you or your books? What's the best way to find you? Well, thank you. You can check me out at NicolaGutgold.com. Uh, my books are on, e- on um, Amazon.com. So just search Gutgold and you'll see uh, all, all my books I've written. So thank you so much for having me. It was a big pleasure and I wish you all the best. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Nikki Gutgold, our guest today, communications professor, author, speaker. We're talking about communicating in this unprecedented time in the world's history in the middle of a global pandemic. Wherever you're listening today, thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. Stay healthy, stay safe. The Big Time Talker podcast, the service of speakermatch.com. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C. Bye, everybody.